0: Gentlemen, start your engine. You're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com, featuring appearances by Bill McAnally Racing Drivers, Todd Gilliland, Riley Herbst, Julia Landauer, and 2015 NASCAR k and Pro Series West Champion, Chris Eggleston. Now here's your host, Anthony Alejandrez. Huge win for Chris Eggleston and the number 50 Napa Filters team out at the Orange Show Speedway. Now Chris gets to head to his home track Colorado National Speedway with the rest of the BMR team as they prepare for round five of the season in the NASCAR k and Pro Series West. I'm Anthony Alejandrez, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. It was an exciting night of racing out in San Bernardino at the Orange Show Speedway. First K&N Pro Series West visit to the track since 1978. Winner in the last round out for the NASCAR k and Pro Series West out at Tucson Speedway was Ryan Partridge. He would win the pole for the Orange Show Speedway race and lead the field with the green flag. Chris Eggleston would lead the charge for Bill McAnally Racing, qualifying in the third spot. A good qualifying run and good practice sessions for Chris Eggleston really put him in a good spot to start this race in a good position for him to make a run at the win. BMR rookie and point leader Todd Gilliland would qualify in the sixth spot, second car in for BMR. Julia Landauer would qualify in the eighth spot, and rounding out the field for BMR would be Riley Herps in the Napa Batteries Toyota in the ninth spot. When the green flag fell, it would be all Ryan Partridge out front early on in the race, Chris Eggleston would be battling for the second and third spot for the most of the early stages of the race. The trio of BMR rookies, Julia Landauer, Riley Herbst, and Todd Gilliland would all be battling within the top ten early in the race. At just 16 laps into the race, trouble came from the number 19 Napa Batteries team and Riley Herbst. Riley running the outside line would end up being pushed up against the outside wall and actually ended up climbing the side of the wall with the right side of his number 19 Toyota Camry causing heavy damage to Riley Herbst's race car, forcing repairs, and unfortunately having to settle for a 16th place finish in this race. First time out of the top 10 all year for Riley Herbst. Cautions fell regularly in this race, but it didn't really slow the pace down all that much because it was such a small racetrack that laps clicked by really quickly even under caution. Then all the way to lap 98 in the race, Julia Landauer running in the top five ended up being hit in turns one and two and spun around, fortunately falling out of the top five and being forced to race her way back up to the front before the race would end. Todd Gilliland would deal with some hard racing as well, but he would remain in the top ten throughout the race and was able to come away with a strong finish. As for Chris Eggleston, he would have to duel it out in the top five throughout the entire race. Teammates Noah Gregson and Grayson Raz would battle with Chris Eggleston throughout much of the race for the second spot. But as the race ran on, it was clear that Chris Eggleston had one of the cars that could win this race, and the only car that could really challenge Ryan Partridge for the race win. Late in the race, his opportunity finally came. The race would go green for long enough for Chris to get to Ryan Partridge, and put up a fight for the win. Coming down to the final ten laps of the race, Chris Eggleston got very close to catching Ryan Partridge for the lead, when a lap car got in the same line as the race leaders and kind of slowed things up for a moment. Chris would make a look to the outside just when trouble would happen for the race leader Ryan Partridge. Partridge would make contact with the lap car, taking him out of contention for the race win, leaving Chris Eggleston the race lead on a green-white checker restart with just two laps to go. Chris would have the lead on that restart for the first time all race long and would have to fight off the teammates of Grayson Raz and Noah Gregson on that final restart. And Chris would have the best restart he had all race long, battling side-by-side with Grayson Raz for the first lap of the green-white checker restart. And then in the second lap, Chris was able to do something that hadn't been done all day. On the final lap, Chris Eggleston was able to get enough of a gap on the second-place car of Grayson Raz to where second-place was not in a position where they could have dive-bombed Chris Eggleston and taken him out for the race win, most likely. At quarter-mile short tracks like Orange Show Speedway, it's very common for the second-place car to do everything within their power to win the race if they are inside of the race leader going into the final corner and a track like this really leads itself to a lot of bump-and-run finishes. But fortunately for Chris, a good run on the final lap was able to stretch out his lead just enough to where the 27 car was not able to get to the back bumper of him going 2-3-4, and, and Chris Eggleston was able to close out his first win of the 2016 NASCAR k and Pro Series West season and heavily assert himself in this championship battle that he was already a part of before he even won a race this season. It was a big win for Chris, as I said, first win at 2016, but also his first win with crew chief Ty Joyner, and his first win in that really cool-looking number 50 Napa Filters 50th anniversary H20 Fire Protection Toyota Camry. And it's always cool to win at a track that you're returning to for the first time in as long as it's been since the series has run at San Bernardino. All the way back to 1978 that was, and now Chris Eggleston, the first winner since returning to the track. It was a very, very exciting race and I'm sure the fans would love to see Orange Show Speedway as a mainstay on the k and Pro Series West schedule for years to come. As for the other BMR drivers, Todd Gilliland fought hard throughout the race and would end up coming away with a 4th place finish, continuing his run at top 5s throughout the start of the season. Julia Landauer continues to prove that she is going to be a very key competitor in this Rookie of the Year fight, as she comes away with another 5th place finish in this race. Strong run for her throughout much of the race, and I mentioned she was spun out past halfway through the race. She had 50 laps to get back up into the top five, and she was able to make that happen. Mention Riley Herp's misfortunes in this race, he would end up finishing in the 16th spot, many laps down in this one. He would return to the racetrack on many occasions, logging laps, trying to get as many points as possible. And they did all that they could do considering the circumstances in this race for them. Now moving on to the point standings following round number four of the NASCAR k and Pro Series West season, the number 16 Napa Auto Parts Toyota of Todd Gilliland still remains the point leader following the first four races. With wins in round one and two of the season, Todd Gilliland still holds a four-point lead over Ryan Partridge, and Chris Eggleston picking up the win at Orange Show Speedway puts him even closer in the championship battle now, nine points back in the third spot in the standings. Making her first appearance in the top five this season now in the points, Julia Landauer following two straight fifth-place finishes puts herself just four points out of the fourth spot. Very good start to the year for Julia Landauer. Although he had a tough race out at Orange Show Speedway, Riley Herp still finds himself in the 7th spot in the standings, just 5 points back at the 5th spot in the standings. Aside from this race, Riley's had a lot of good runs and been very consistent up in the top 5 and top 10 in each race so far he's run. So a big win for Chris Eggleston in the number 50 Napa Filter's 50th anniversary H20 Fire Protection Toyota Camry. Really excited about him winning this race and really excited about having him on the show today to talk about this big win. His home track, Colorado National Speedway. Very special track to Chris Eggleston. He ran his first ever race for Bill McAnally Racing at Colorado National Speedway two years ago in the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota, and of course he picked up the win in that race, which really propelled him to his full-time drive at Bill McAnally Racing in 2015, which of course was a championship-winning season. So now, here he is going back to Colorado National Speedway for the third time with BMR, and it just seems like things continue to get better for Chris each time he comes back to this track with the NASCAR and Pro Series West. Two years ago with the Colorado National Speedway race, Chris was showing up there in his first ever start with Bill McAnally Racing. A year ago, he showed up the defending winner of the race. This year, he'll show up to Colorado National Speedway, the reigning series champion. That's a pretty good way to show up to your home racetrack in style. You want to witness the exhilarating action of the NASCAR k Pro Series West? Well, mark your calendars for Saturday, August 27th, as the NASCAR k Pro Series West returns to Douglas County Speedway in Roseburg, Oregon for the first time since the 2010 NASCAR k and Pro Series West season. It's going to be a great show put on by Bill McAnally Racing Promotions if you went out to the other races that BMR promotes, like the All-American Speedway race in Roseville that they put on every year, or the Irwindale Speedway race that they put on at the beginning of this season. It's always a good show, and you're going to want to come out to Douglas County Speedway for the Toyota Knapp Auto Parts 150. Come out to the race, and you'll get to see the West Coast Modified Shootout 100 and the NASCAR k and Pro Series West all on the same night of racing. Tickets are available at BMRNAPA.com. General admission tickets, just $25. And kids 5 and under are free. Don't forget the date, that's Saturday, August 27th. Right here on BMRNAPA.com is where you can get those tickets today. We'll be back in a moment with series champion Chris Eggleston. back to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Today we're being joined by the most recent winner in the NASCAR Cane and n Pro Series West, Chris Eigleston, driver of the number 50 Napa Filters Toyota. is coming off a big win out at Orange Show Speedway. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm
1: doing good, Anthony. Thanks again for having me uh, on your program again.
0: And thanks for joining us. And, I mean, like I said, that big win that you guys just came off out at Orange Show Speedway. Very hectic race out at that short track. And you guys had a really good car out there, practiced up front, qualified in the top five, and then were able to come away with the win. You guys didn't lead the most laps in this race, but you were up at the front most of the race. And uh, really, it just seemed like a race where you guys were right on the cusp of taking the lead on many occasions, and then things finally worked out at the end. Did you guys feel you had a winning car throughout most of the day, or did you guys kind of just work on things and get it to where you needed it to be by the end of the day?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think kind of uh, it was twofold, a little bit of both. When we tested there on Friday, we probably didn't have the speed that we thought we should have had, uh, whether it was on a short run or long run. And and all the guys over at Bill McAnally Racing, they they really uh, dug deep and worked hard like they do uh, week in and week out and, and finally got that Napa Filters Toyota driving with some really good ease. And, and not only did we have great long run speed, we had decent short run speed. But I think uh, the long runs were, were in our favor as far as how we had the car set up. And when the race got going, there were several yellow flags that, that kind of brought the race back into play. And for some reason, we just couldn't fire off quite as good as we wanted to on the short runs early in the going and kind of allowed the second-place car to get down to the bottom and fell in line. And we just didn't want to do anything to kind of hinder a, a good performance, uh, definitely probably the smallest track. The K&N Series has been on in a long time, especially on the West Coast. It's just like a Bowman Gray, nevertheless. And so patience can, can wear thin if you if you let your aggression take take over too early. So we just wanted to kind of bide our time, and we were finally able to move into second, I think, around the halfway mark and pursue the nine car of Partridge and just try to apply as much pressure as we could on him and think at the end of the race we had a better race car than he did and just didn't want to give him the bumper probably just too early just to make sure he couldn't come back and do the same and get us kind of cycled back in the field. So we were just kind of biting our time. And then, lo and behold, lap traffic showed up and kind of played a factor into the end result and kind of allowed us to inherit the lead. But nevertheless, we, we had to be on our toes to make sure we uh, stayed ahead of uh, two teammates behind us, the JP, JPR cars, and uh, we had a, a really good car on that last restart and, and fast enough to stay ahead of those guys and come across the finish line and grab the first one of the year.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned how short that track is at Orange Show Speedway, just a quarter mile, really small bullring type race track. What are the nerves like racing at a track like that for you as a driver, just being that there's almost no time during the race where you're a- out of trouble. You know, there's always an opportunity for there to be uh, contact and really uh, could have a tough impact on your race.
1: Yeah, for Sure it doesn't seem like, you know, kind of inside the race car doesn't feel like we're going that fast, but, you know, kind of watching the race, those cars are kind of scooting along that little quarter-mile racetrack at a good pace, and because of straightaways, they're so short and small, you're never really full throttle for that very long. So, like you said, you stay really busy in there. Um, Being that those cars are really heavy, like a full-blown-out stock car, per se, you really got to muscle them around that quarter-mile corners. You got a lot of wheel input. And and when you come to unwind coming out of the corner, it's really easy to be too aggressive on the throttle and get the thing sideways. So a lot of patience play into it and definitely stay busy. And I'll tell you what, though, once, once the green flag flies, you kind of get into your own little zone. And uh, the race went by fairly quick for me as a driver. And nevertheless, just the way everybody kind of fell in line or nose to nose, tail to tail, uh, it, it was it was a fun race to be in and just kind of get in your rhythm, hit your marks, and try to minimize any
0: any mistakes. Yeah, and I mean, throughout this race, there was so much opportunity for a lot of disaster, but it seemed like up at the very front, you guys did a very good job of keeping your noses clean throughout much of the race. But then late in the race, you talked about the lap car that made contact with Ryan Partridge. It was a tough situation to be in at the end of that because it looked like you guys really could have had a good run, you and Ryan Partridge, battling for the win but you could kind of see the lap before that the lap car wasn't really making a move to the outside for you guys could you kind of see this contact coming
1: yeah i mean after ryan had struggled with that lap car for a solid lap i knew i knew it was going to get interesting real fast and it kind of goes back to patience you know i'm sure ryan was the same way i felt i after the lap car kind of hogged both lanes i felt like i wanted to jump out of line and try to make a move on the outside but On the second hand, you got to know that those guys are lined up behind you. And if you try to make a move and the outside doesn't go, you risk losing a lot of positions and a lot of cars getting by you on the bottom. And so I know that's kind of what Ryan was going through Ryan's head and just trying to stay conservative. And just at that time, coming out of four, I was just getting ready to make a move to the outside to try to make a a pass around both of them. And just at that time, they kind of get together and it couldn't have happened at a better place and time for myself just because there's a good chance that we could have got caught up in it if uh, if we didn't already start to work our way to the outside. That track is so narrow. It's so easy to get collected in something like that. So um, all the stars were aligned just right, and uh, we're thankful we didn't get caught up in it. And we're glad that we had a really good race car, thanks to crew chief Ty Joiner and all the guys at BMR and, and able to bring home that checkered flag for the for team.
0: And then on the final restart, you kind of talked about your short run speed You know, following the restarts not being quite what you guys had hoped it would be, and you guys did have a battle on your hands for the first lap and a half about uh, of that final restart, but you seemed to do a very good job on that final restart of finding places to get a little bit of a gap, and you ended up kind of going into that final turn of the race, being in a spot where they really couldn't have dive-bombed you. How key was that final restart?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely key, and you hit on it for sure, because Going into that last lap, especially that last corner, I was just waiting for the bumper. And when the spotter said we were clear by about one to one and a half, uh, that was that was all I knew all it took to make sure we got into the corner aggressively but not too aggressive to overdrive it. And we were able to come out with a win without them laying the bumper to us and giving us a bumper run. So I think those guys were battling pretty hard there for a second, and that, that definitely helped our whole situation. But for whatever reason, uh, our car definitely fired off on that last restart really well. We were able to find some grip and and scoot by on the inside. So really cool. Just so proud of the guys. Thankful for Bill uh, giving me this opportunity again. And, uh, man, going into this week here in Colorado, I'm I'm feeling very optimistic. Got a lot of momentum on our side and really looking forward to getting back behind the wheel.
0: Looking at the points championship, I mean, you guys were already in this championship battle to begin with because you've had such strong runs to start the year, all in the top five and then uh, picking up your first win here now, how important was this win early in the season to further establish yourself in this championship run?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, not even the points per se, but kind of just the confidence. You know, Todd and Ryan in the 16 and the 9 have kind of been the class of the field throughout the year, and it's not that we haven't had speed in our number 50 net filters Toyota, it's just we just haven't been quite there, We've been lacking something little, and I think we, we found some stuff in Tucson and felt like we had a winning car in Tucson. And the only problem is there it's such a strategic race, a tire conservation race, that we, I don't think we played the strategy just quite right on that race. And, or whether we played it right or not, let's just say the yellows didn't fly the way we thought or anticipated them to and kind of hindered our performance. And so we were kind of bummed to come out of there with a third-place finish, knowing that we had a car definitely capable of a win. And then we were able to go to Orange Show and knew we had a fast race car before the race, even though we didn't qualify up front on the front row or anything like we had hoped or anything, we knew we had a fast race car. And to come out with a win on a tricky track like that definitely puts that the hat in our feather uh, as far as the points championship goes. And, and nevertheless, I mean, I hate chasing points all the time. I, I like to just win as many races as we can, but at the same time, I know we have to somewhat be conservative and make smart decisions on the racetrack we don't ever hinder a poor performance
0: now not only was orange show your first win of the season but it was also your first win with your new crew chief ty joiner how special was that to get your first win together it was
1: cool uh ty doesn't always show a lot of emotion probably uh just because he's he's more of a humble introverted guy you know kind of likes to keep to himself and it's always those times you can see his mind and, and his head thinking on how he can make the race car faster It's been a lot of fun to work with Ty. He's great to work with and hang out with. And uh, Man, to see him smile the way he did after that race, it made me feel like I did my job and and gave the team and him the the performance and the win that everybody deserved that they worked so hard in. So now that we got that first one off our shoulders together as as a first-time driver crew chief for this year, really looking forward to going and getting a couple more wins. And, And hopefully that next win comes this weekend in Colorado.
0: Yeah, and so we got Colorado coming up here pretty soon, your home track. And I mean, we're coming off uh, many California short tracks to start out the season. And that's one thing I definitely want to bring up here is now of the four wins that you have in your career, three of them have come at these California short tracks. I know you guys like to win anywhere you can, but you're racing against a lot of guys who have grown up racing at these California short tracks. How does it feel to kind of come out and, you know, beat these guys at the tracks where they really have gotten an upper hand and experience at?
1: Yeah, it definitely feels good. It's it's so weird and, <laughs> and interesting. It's it seems like always the tracks that we go to for the first time, the tracks that I've never been to are the ones that we have the most success at, and then the ones that I've probably been to m- more than others, um, we don't necessarily struggle at, but we we definitely don't have the winning performances that we'd like to. So hopefully we can kind of turn that around this weekend. We've got our first K N win uh, back in 2014 in Colorado and finished third there last year and had a really fast race car there last year. Hopefully my experience a little bit will pay off coming into Colorado, and, and hopefully we can keep that win in our hometown in Colorado and, and give Bill another Colorado win, which would be cool as well.
0: Now, last episode on the show, we talked to your former spotter and driver coach, Eric Holmes, and uh, Eric's a Northern California racer, and I know he always uh, held the Sonoma Raceway event in really, really high regard in his career and kind of looked at that as the biggest race of the year. But for you, being from Colorado, I mean, we're going, going to your home track now. I'm sure it's really special for you. Uh, what does racing at Colorado National Speedway mean to you?
1: It's awesome. I mean, the fans out here in Colorado, I feel like, are, are different and separate from the fans around the country. Um, and, and it's probably just me being biased. But, man, they're, they're so supportive of their, their local racetrack. And being one of the only ones from Colorado in the K&N Pro Series, to kind of represent them well. Uh, it means a lot to me and have their support. Uh, it's really cool, um, especially the younger generation, the, yo- the younger fans, the kids that come up after the race think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, so yeah, we just we really want to have a strong performance and a strong showing at our home track in Colorado. Give some, them something to root for and, and somebody to cheer for this coming Saturday, and, and hopefully we can share that experience uh, with them in
0: the Winter Circle. And now you've talked a few times about the uh, the first race you ran for Bill McAnally racing out of Colorado National Speedway a couple years ago. I mean, I'm sure that's one of those races that you'll probably have the fondest memories of in your lifetime, just uh, to be in the situation you were where you were coming into your first ever race with the team in just a, a one race deal, and you were able to turn it into, you know, all these race wins and a championship. And now here you are coming back a couple years later. I mean, how do you put all that into perspective? Everything that Happened that night and everything that's happened since then
1: yeah it's so tough i mean i've told that story several times and every time i tell it i don't really i don't i really don't think myself understand what we went out there and accomplished and more or less i feel like we're just in a dream and any Mm -hmm. minute just waiting for somebody to pinch us and wake us up you know getting that one off opportunity with bill and, and not only that just him giving me the chance to prove something to him and giving me that opportunity and And to repay him back with the first win ever, uh, first time him and I had ever worked together was (laughs) really cool because I don't think either of us had that expectation to win, nor he or I. And so it was really cool to get that win together. Um, So we're really looking forward to getting back to our winning ways coming back to Colorado. Um, To back that win up in 2014 with a championship in 2015, it's very humbling for myself and my whole family. been around supporting me um i just want to make everybody proud and and just want people to understand and recognize how how appreciative i am racing even though there's only one guy behind the steering wheel that might you know get most of the fame and the glory there it's there's so many people that that are around each and every driver around there that make that possible and i wish i could just share all that with them as much as i can because it just means the the world to me to have the support of everybody and even all the guys back in roseville working on that Napa Filters 50th anniversary Toyota car. You know, they they work uh, endless hours, and and even their wives, you know, I'm sure miss their husbands, all those guys working so hard on those race cars. So many things go into it. Just uh, couldn't be more proud to drive for such a great organization and team, such as one that Bill has built.
0: Well, Chris, we thank you for joining us on the show today, and uh, thank you for uh, all the info that you've given us here, the great things that have happened for you at Colorado National Speedway and here recently in the K&N Pro Series West at San Bernardino and your championship wins. We really appreciate it, and good luck to you this weekend as you go for your second win at your home track.
1: Awesome, Anthony. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can go out there and, and show them how it's done.
0: Gentlemen, start your engines. You're listening to the Bill McKinelli Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. Featuring appearances by Bill McAnally Racing Drivers, Todd Gilliland, Riley Herbst, Julia Landauer, and 2015 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Champion, Chris Eggleston. Now here's your host, Anthony Alejandrez. Thanks to Chris Eggleston for joining us on the show today. Had a lot of fun talking to him about his recent win and about his success at Colorado National Speedway. Really looking forward to that race this weekend as well. There's been a lot of fun interviews so far that we've gotten to do this year on the show, and this so far has been one of the most fun because there's not much of a better story you can find in auto racing than Chris Eggleston. We talked about it in the interview, but it bears repeating. Two years ago, Chris Eggleston ran this race at Colorado National Speedway for Bill McAnally Racing in a one-race deal. They were halfway through the season. Bill McAnally Racing's 99 car was driven by a lot of drivers that year, all on a part-time basis. And Chris was able to run at his home track, first ever time in a Bill McAnally Racing car. And what a race it was for him. 150-lap race at Colorado National Speedway, and Chris Eggleston led 107 laps in that race. He hadn't run a race in the K&N Pro Series in three years. It was only a second career start. And on that night, Chris Eggleston took the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota Camry to victory lane. Chris Eggleston went into that race, first time ever in a BMR car. A year later, comes back the defending winner of the race. And now, he gets to come back a series champion, coming off his first win of the year. So, a lot of things happening for Chris Eggleston. A lot of things have happened since that race two years ago. and you got to be very happy for Chris Eggleston and his team. They've accomplished so much in this last year together, and they deserve every bit of it. So now looking ahead to this Colorado National Speedway race. Really exciting track to come to. The series has been coming here for quite a while now. And it's been very good to Bill McAnally Racing. We mentioned the win with Chris Eggleston, but they've also won here a few other times. Eric Holmes picked up two wins here in the number 20 Napa Auto Parts Toyota when he was with BMR. And a former BMR favorite and current driver coach for Riley Herbst. Polly Haraka picked up his first career win in the NASCAR k and Pro Series West out of Colorado National Speedway back in 2009. What a great race that was for him. It was his rookie season, and he was driving the number 12 Napa Auto Care Toyota Camry. That was his first of three career wins that he picked up in the NASCAR k and Pro Series. So those three, and Chris's win makes four wins for Bill McAnally Racing at this track. And this weekend out of the track, Bill McAnally Racing will be going for win number five at Colorado National Speedway. And they'll be doing it with five drivers in the field. We're happy to welcome Cole Moore to the Bill McAnally Racing team as he will drive six out of the remaining ten races of the season to make BMR a five-car team for this weekend and on five more other occasions this season. Cole is a native of Granite Bay, California. He's been running in the Pacific Challenge Series and he's run one race in the NASCAR Cane and Pro Series West before, which was with Bill McAnally Racing at the end of last season out at Roseville's All-American Speedway. This weekend, Cole will be behind the wheel of the number 20 JM Environmental Toyota Camry. If you've followed Bill McAnally Racing through all the years and all the championships that they've won, I'm sure you're really excited to see the number 20 back out on the track, a number that Eric Holmes put up at the number one spot for so many occasions there for so many years. So it's good to see that car back out on the track, and to make this BMR force even stronger now. So once more, we welcome Cole Moore to the race team. Good luck this weekend out of Colorado National Speedway. Confused about where to get your car repaired? Don't be. Bill McAnally Racing Napa Auto Care offers everything that you'll need to get your car running like it should be. From general automotive repair to brake service, transmission service, oil changes, tune-ups, coolant service, computer diagnostics, alignments, and much more. Schedule an appointment online at bmrnapa.com or over the phone at 916-676-0010. BMR Napa Auto Care has two convenient locations, 8636 Antelope North Road in Antelope, California, and 900 Riverside Avenue in Roseville, California. If you need to get your car repaired, get championship service from a championship race team, and that's BMR Napa Auto Care. Before we wrap up the show today, I definitely want to get you updated on the BMR race calendar. This weekend, we've got Colorado National Speedway for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West, the Napa Auto Parts Toyota 150, and just a week later, you will see Todd Gilliland mix it up with the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East for the third time this year. He'll be headed out to Stafford, Connecticut to run the K&N Pro Series East race at Stafford Motor Speedway. It's going to be a busy summer for Todd Gilliland as his schedule really is going to pick up here. For the next couple months, he'll be running on just about a weekly basis in the number 16 Napa Toyota. One week in the west, another week in the east. It's going to be a fun summer for the BMR team. A lot of racing going on for them. And I want to get you updated a little bit here on the NASCAR K&N Pro Series TV schedule. We know you can't always make it out to every race. We wish you could be at all of them, but if you can't, there's always a way to watch the race. NBCSN televises every single NASCAR K&N Pro Series east and west race. Colorado National Speedway will be running this weekend, but you can see that on NBCSN on Thursday, June 16th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So definitely tune in and support your Bill McAnally Racing drivers. Even if you do go to the races, it's always good to catch up on things that you might have missed when you were out at the track. And NBCSN does a great job covering that, so definitely going to want to tune in. That Colorado National Speedway race was June 16th, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. As for that Stafford Motor Speedway race I mentioned that's coming up next week for Todd Gilliland, that one's going to be Thursday, June 23rd, also at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So just remember Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern for both those races, because I'm sure you're going to want to watch both. So that will wrap up this edition of the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Thank you to all you who are tuning into these episodes. We really appreciate all the fans that tune in and listen to these drivers that take the time out of their day to join us on the program. As always, you can find us on BMRNapa.com. You can find that BMR all-access playlist, and you can find all episodes that we've done of this show. You can find our interviews from earlier in the season. We had Austin Cameron on the first episode of the show. We've interviewed Chris Eggleston twice now. Todd Gilliland came on the show following his second win of the season. We talked to Riley Herbst after the Irwindale race, and we talked to Julia Landauer just a few weeks ago. And, of course, series champion Eric Holmes joined us on the last episode of the show, and that was a fun interview to do as well. So if you haven't seen all of those, you definitely want to get caught up on that. You can find that on BMRNapa.com. You can find that on the Bill McAnally Racing SoundCloud. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes. Check the playlist as often as possible now, because as I mentioned just a moment ago, the schedule's picking up for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West and Bill McAnally Racing this summer, so we'll have a lot more news to report on these BMR drivers as the summer schedule picks up, and we'll get you caught up on everything you need to know around this Bill McAnally Racing team and all of its drivers. So that'll do it for this edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to Chris Eggleston for joining us on the show. And big thanks to Bill McAnally Racing. Tune in next time on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com.